amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Blog Talk Radio. Boxing. 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 You're tuned into Outsiders Boxing Podcast, where they only gonna give you the realest talking. Boxing, 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 boxing. Outsiders Boxing Podcast coming to you live. 10-18-2020, early in the a.m., looking for my eggs and my bacon, man. I need that. Chips with dip, all of it. I'm hungry this morning. Very, very hungry this morning. <laughs> Obviously, I've had my energy drink in early. Um, got some good rest last night <clears throat> and enjoyed the fights that were on free televised uh, ESPN Networks, man, it was pretty dope yesterday. Very fun fight card that we're going to dis- uh, discuss. Good stuff yesterday, man. <clears throat> College football looked pretty good for me. Miami, whooping ass per use. Um, yeah, there's pretty good stuff going on, man. I'm up. I'm excited. Everything is going. Everything is going according to plan. I have foreseen this, and I try to tell you guys every week. And you call me crazy. But they thought Einstein was crazy, too. Hey, this is the important thing. We all got together collectively as, a, as, as, as like, family. So, uh, in boxing, we all got together. <clears throat> and uh, <laughs> some of us were right and some of us were wrong. High-tech ass-whipping happened yesterday. So we'll discuss that here in a second. Um, got football getting ready to come up. Looks like I got to go against some scrub. He ain't really doing much. He's got Kirk Cousins as a quarterback. That tells me all I need to know. Um, yeah, it looks like it's going to be a good day, man. Excited for some of the big games going on today. That's why we're coming here bright and early. So, you know, man. I had a good old time yesterday having a good morning right now. And, uh, yeah, you know what? Fuck the monologue. Y'all don't keep, no one gives a shit what I'm doing and what, how my weekend's going. And, and, like, the last thing people want to hear about is how dope my fantasy football team is, right? All right. So it is what we've got to do. We're going to take it to Houston, Texas. Let's see what's going on with my buddy, D. Willa Wilson, at Willa the King. On IG, Willa, top of the morning to you, good sir. It's uh, getting closer to the afternoon for you, but it's bright and early for me. What's good with you, man? 
Oh, man, good morning, fellas. You know, hell of a night of boxing. Um, you know, glad we get to talk about it. Glad we're back on the scene. Um, you know, like you said, some of us got it. Uh, some of us got it wrong. Some of us got it right. But I think we were all happy to talk about it. You know, I was out there in a bar last night, you know, drinking for my boys, uh, B-Day, you know, so I really didn't, I was watching the fight, but I didn't get the sounds, I didn't get the, you know, the great feel of the fight, so I had it, you know, I had it one way, woke up this morning, you know, got on the ESPN Plus, checked it out again, had it another way, so glad we get to talk about it, glad we get to break it down um, with the fam this morning, man, so yeah, I'm ready to talk about it, man, Uh, like you said, we got football, I don't even know who's even playing this this week, that's how whack my, uh, my team is uh, at home. I don't even know the hell we're playing, if we're even playing, but we're going to see about that. But, yeah, man, ready to talk about it, you know, ready to eat a little crow if I have to, but this, this is going to be some delicious crow because we all know, you know, <laughs> we ride with Tia Fimo, so let's make it happen. Mm-hmm. You know, you should have been a politician the way you talk, Willie. You're good, man. You're good. And we got Tennessee today, brother, me, you, and D.Y. That's right. Yeah, an hour from now. So, yeah, got football to get to. But, yeah, let's take it to the fam and, and uh, see what's going on in SoCal. I know JP is chilling bright and early himself like like me. And I imagine it's very, very beautiful outside in Los Angeles, California. JP, talk to me, my man. Oh, man, uh, fight night, fight night. Um, we up and early. We excited to react. Um, all my all my fight fan partners they up early too everywhere, so um, everyone's excited about the outcome. I think you know even though it wasn't controversial in by any stretch of the imagination, it, it's still an interesting debate because there's many um, theories that people are throwing out there. Um, I tend to be slightly in the minority. I, I think Tiafimo pulled it out and. Uh, should have and, and should now be the undisputed, which is just crazy at 23 years old, man. Um, this should we'll talk about it, but it's gonna should catapult catapult him into the pound for pound rankings. Um, you know what? Do, what do you do with Tiafimo Lopez now, and what do you do with Vasil Lomachenko, who, by all estimations, a lot of air has been let out the sails. So if you're uh, top ranking that whole production. Back to the drawing board you go, but we'll get into all that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We'll definitely get into it. Um, crazy night, man. Crazy night to say the least, but it was a hell of a fight. We could all agree on that. Um, yeah, I was over. Let's go I was over my boy's house. Uh, my bad, uh, RC. Real quick, no, I was over my man. boy's, my my OG's house, um, and he had just finished up his. Um, it's growing season for marijuana here in California. And he just finished up on about 10 pounds a tree. And uh, me and a few other friends were, were over there as testers. So let's say it was a hazy night wow. for old Uncle JP last night. Very <laughs> hazy. But uh, I'm ready to get into it, though. Yeah. <laughs> hazy and felt like Simon was around for most of the part, even though he's not around here right now. But. We got somebody who is around. Let's take it to the Chuck, man. I know we haven't talked to D for a while. Let's get out there to Charleston, Carolina, and see what's going on with my partner, D, from the 843. Long time no talk, bro. How you doing? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. 
Yes, sir. Let's the takeover. The takeover, the takeover yes, has sir. begun. God damn it. Let's sit back. Let's sit back and just enjoy this ride. I said he was the goods a long time ago. He showed it last night. It's a good feeling, man. It's a good feeling when you follow. Oh, it's always oh, yeah, a good well, feeling when you follow a fighter, man. As young as he is, and you hit the nail on the head with him. Uh, <laughs> I didn't have, you know, people saying he's a lot closer. Nah, he ain't close. Uh, I, I had I had Lomachenko winning, you know, four rounds. Four rounds, that's what I gave him. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll uh, get to we'll get to the fight here in a second. Uh, yep. D, how you doing? What's going on with you this morning, man? How's everything going in your way? It's been a long time, no talk, brother. Yeah, working, man. Working my ass off, man. Uh, trying to pay off some stuff, you know. Uh, not a whole lot of stuff. Uh, you still you still got that heavy up pressure? here? Megan. Oh, we got him. You still there? Okay, he's cutting out real quick. Um, we'll get back to you in a second. Stay with us, man. Get you under some sort of spot out there in the chuck, man. You need to get your service right. But, hey, Willa, we're going to start it off right off the top, man. Bum, 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 bum. Oh, hold up. Let the big guy grab his scorecard here. Because I see it a way that might have been a little bit different for some people. There's a lot of pacifying, as JP once quoted. Coin. Uh, a lot of that bullshit where people always seem to romanticize about how good Lomachenko actually is. I've never been the guy who was always on that on that wagon. As you all know, I've been saying it's it's all in the archives back dating 2015. Hey, 2014 when he lost to Salito. Shit, you know. I I I respect Loma, but. I never thought that. I thought that, you know, as soon as he would fight somebody like Tiafimo Lopez, he'd get put in his place. And um, I definitely seen it that way. Real quick, though, Julie Letterman and Steve Weinfeld, I mean, I didn't even know he was judging. If I knew that, that would have told me all I needed to know. I would have guessed which scorecard he picked. But um, Julie Letterman was just as bad with the 119. Um, I didn't think it was that wide. Uh, I had a 7-5 for Lopez, first round. Lopez, second round Loma, third round Lopez, fourth round Lopez, fifth round Lopez, sixth Lopez, seven Lopez, eight Loma, nine Loma, ten Loma, eleven Loma, twelve Lopez, seven, five. I've seen a lot of body work, stabbing to the body consistently. He didn't get away from that. Um, it was taps versus zaps, man, in that fight. And maybe that's how the judges were looking at scoring. Maybe they accounted more for the 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 buzz that would land for Tiafimo Lopez opposed to the little pat 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 tap shots that Loma was doing. Now Loma did touch him pretty hard in the tenth round, where it was clear that Tiafimo was stunned and uh, he was trying to hold on for a bit. It might have been even a little bit gassed from a lot of the shots he was throwing, but he stayed he stayed in his pocket, essentially throwing a a few heavy shots with an uppercut that, that had to make Loma back the fuck up for a second. Couldn't get him out of there. It was looking like, uh-oh, the young fighter. He, you know, he got green at the wrong time. But he dug deep, as he mentioned. 
And, you know, he earned that fucking fight, man. There's uh, a lot of lessons in boxing that coincide with life. And Tiafima Lopez will probably have to, will probably get some sort of phrase made for him after this because, you know, the young guy went in there, dedicated the fight to his passing of his friend within earlier in the week, I believe. And he put a lot on the line, man. He put a lot out there. Talking all that shit, you got to cash those checks, man. And he did. I don't know what the fuck Andre Ward was thinking or what he was watching or I don't know. I respect the shit out of Andre Ward, but a draw? What are you talking about? Man, I mean, Shannon Sharp even eventually got glasses on TV. Andre Ward might have to do the same thing. No no disrespect, Andre. You know, he's a good fucking guy. Um, but a draw? What the fuck are you watching? Julie Letterman, 119. What the fuck are you watching? Get back in the kitchen. Steve Weinstein, what do you have at 118? You fucking idiot. Ah, man, I swear. This, you know, the, the, the good thing about boxing is we got the new age coming in to take over the old age, but the old age that's coming in to take over the other age, like Weinstein. Yeah, that. That. <laughs> but hey, nonetheless. Tiafimo got the win. Some say he got robbed. One says that it was a draw. I had it 7-5. Will it after you were able to re-watch it and not uh, watching it at the bar? You madman. Um, what did you think about the fight? Because you had Lomachenko winning this fight in your prediction. And uh, I, I, I'm not sure what it was last night, with how you saw it, but what was the difference from what you seen last night opposed to this morning and your thoughts on the fight? Well, like I said, I was at the bar last night, a couple of drinks out there with my partners for its B-Day. Uh, so, you know, I was watching yep. five screens, moving my head around, doing all this. So I had it I had it a close fight. And for somehow, you know, I think I was swayed by uh, Andre Ward's uh, uh, scorecard, you know, because I, I really wasn't paying attention as hard as I needed to be. And I saw Lomo doing work. I saw Tiafimo landing the biggest shots, but I didn't, but I wasn't, you know, I wasn't 100% drawn in and, you know, focused on the fight. So I had, you know, Andre Ward being one of my guys, I took his word for it. You know, it looked like it was a close fight. I had T, um, I, I went, I, so at around the 11th is when I, I was really able to focus. You know, I saw I was tired, seeing it was going to 11th, so I was able to focus. I go, I'm watching it. I see um, Lomachenko, you know, clearly win that 11th round. Looked like Lopez was, was dying out. It's like, damn. You know, even though I picked, like I always say, even though I picked Lomachenko and I thought he would win, you know, that was my pick. That was my official pick. We all know that when it comes to these young guys, I think Tiafimo is the best guy out there, and I'm a, I'm a big fan of his. I, you know, when Simon was saying that if he lost this fight, he wasn't the goods, and I was saying, no, that's not, you know, that's not the case. This guy's still, still the goods. He might just, you know, Lomachenko might just be better. So we went into the 12th round. I saw Lomachenko doing a little work at the beginning, and then there was uh, one of my friends brought brought his side piece to the to the fight, and uh, she was on an edible, and she passed out. 
right in the middle of the 12th round. Ambulance recall. Texas as usual. Everybody, yeah, everybody, everybody's panicking, you know, so I didn't really get to see the 12th round. I saw a little bit of it, you know. I was like, you know, it might, they might be giving it to uh, Lomachenko. I saw the whatchamacallit. I was very happy, <laughs> very elated. Saw the scorecards. was like, this lady is tripping. The uh, the other guy was tripping. They don't know what they're talking about. You know, it was a close fight. Then this morning I went, yeah. so I watched a little bit of the fight when I got home this morning. I mean, when I yeah, when I got home a little bit this morning. But then, you know, while you guys were texting, I decided, man, let me sit back and watch this fight, the whole thing, so I can get a good look at what, what's going on. And lo and behold, I had Lomachenko winning the 10th and the 11th round. And that's it. As did I. Oh, that's it. You know, that's so, it? so that like, yeah, that's so that it. lady's car was, wasn't too much out. This guy was getting beaten and battered. Whoa. He had some, you know, in the ninth, in the ninth, it was close. In the ninth, the second, now I did see the second round. So I thought at the bar that Lomachenko won the second round. I looked at it closer again today, and he didn't win that second round. He threw he threw like a four punch combination in the around the minute mark of the round. He got hit at the end. He got hit at the beginning, and his his punches weren't as strong. So he lost that second he lost that second round. The ninth round was the closest round. You know, I had Tiafimo edging that one out because he was landing the body. He was landing the um, the, the more powerful shots, landing the flusher mm-hmm. shots. Uh, Lomachenko, you know, he did his thing around. You know, like like everybody said, he he took off the first eight rounds. Were definitely uh, were definitely uh, Tiafimo Lopez. Ninth close round, I, I edged it to Tiafimo Lopez. Tenth and eleventh. Lomachenko started, you know, stepping it up, doing his thing, hitting him with the, uh, hitting him with a whole bunch of shots. Then the 12th, mm-hmm. uh, Lopez cracked down. I think they probably were even with landing shots, pretty much. Lomachenko might even landed a few more shots. I, I haven't looked at the copy box or anything like that. <clears throat> but the power of uh, Lopez's shots won him that round, man. So I think that what's that uh, 118 or one, what you gonna call it? Just like that guy had you said was crazy. I think you need to rewatch that. Uh, uh, RC. It wasn't yeah. as it wasn't as crazy as people thought because you know Lomachenko. I think we tried to give him the benefit of the doubt when it comes up, when it comes to it, but he got his ass whooped, man. You know he didn't really get a beating, you know per se, but he got a he got schooled and he got beat by a bigger guy. You know when he was throwing his hands and when he was letting it go. You know, you could tell that that Lomachenko is, you know, he is good. But like, you know, like when he did to Rigondeaux, you know, little guys come up and they get beat up. So, you know, I don't feel feel yeah. sorry for him. That's, that's his bad. You know, Tiafimo yeah. had five belts last night. Um, two WBC belts it looked like. So, you know, I think I think you're saying we don't know if he's undisputed. He is. I believe he is the undisputed champ. He has, he has yeah, the uh, franchise belt. Yeah, he had the franchise belt out there. He had the WBC, the other belt. So, I mean, hey man, I'm proud of the, I'm proud of him, man. I, I I enjoyed it. Like I said, I went for Lomachenko, but you couldn't you couldn't tell in that uh in that bar who I was going for, who I was ooing and eyeing for. So, 
Man, hey, shout out to Tiafimo Lopez. Shout out to the youngest undisputed champion um, out there doing his thing. Like I said, he's 23 years old. He's the best out the young guys. You know, some might say it's uh, Shakur Stevenson, but, you know, I don't think so. And he's the only one that's done something. Out of all those young guys, he's fought two champions, two real champions, and uh, defended his belt. He's undisputed. I can't wait to see what he does next. You know, I'm sure we'll talk about it. Maybe David Haney, uh, maybe go up to 140, which I still think, uh, you know, he has a good chance against those guys too, man. So, um, yeah, man, I had it, what is that, uh, 118 to 110 or something like that. Uh, yeah, Tiafimo Lopez. Wow. Okay. You know, maybe I do got to watch it again. I had a, a group over yesterday and was checking it out. So, um I don't. I mean, hey, we'll, look. Respect to Lomachenko because he was getting hit there very hard, and at one moment or another, he just was like, "Yo, even though this is gonna hurt, I'm gonna have to stand my ground real quick, get off this bicycle, and try to get some back," you know. And that takes. I mean, you can see it. I believe coming out of the tenth or the eleventh round. I think it was out of the eleventh. The man's praying coming out of the corner. The hardest he's ever got hit. And all those young guys that we mentioned, the, the, you mentioned was the, uh, you know, the Haney and Shakur Stevenson. Those guys, those kids could be very good. But I just look at Tia Fimo like a special fighter. That speed, that pop, that's different, man. I like it. I'm proud of Tia Fimo Lopez. It was great. And uh, a great night at Boston. Fun fucking fight, man. Let's take it to JP. JP, what was your thoughts on this fight? Because you... Then it had it a little bit more closer than myself even. Will is over here talking about 118. What's your thoughts on the fight that happened yesterday, my man? Well, <clears throat> uh, interesting fight, man. We had a super casual guy watching the fight with us, and it wasn't going over well, especially through the first six rounds. Casual guy is like, yeah, this wild. Fuck with this boxing shit. Look at this. And me and uh, my boy who are, you know, yeah. boxing fans <clears> – <throat> We was like, yeah, man, get, you know, glad this thing wasn't pay-per-view because it looked like rounds one through six that that uh, Loma did a, a veteran's thing, a thing a veteran fighter would do against a lesser experienced fighter is say, I'm going to come out first three to four rounds, fill them out, then I'll start imposing my will after I take my sample of what he can and can't do. You see, you seen Mayweather do that his entire career. Arguably, what happened here is that Loma did it two rounds too long, and R started two rounds too late. Now RC's scorecard was seven five. The only difference in my scorecard and RC's is that I gave Loma the seventh round. I thought. Now you could just take by all the replays. Of course, to me, Loma was landing the flusher shot. Maybe not more effective, but he landed more flush face shot. I really don't recall very many head shots that Tiafimo landed that hurted Lomachenko. Uh, maybe some body shots here and there. I've seen some really sharp uh, counter uppercuts. I believe the counter uppercut is what kept him most honest. See, Loma was kept honest last night due to punching power of Lomachenko and due to he, the response, and it's something we heard Pauli Malinaji talk about in his uh, commentary career time after time, is you can just tell by 
even if a guy's missing, if he's responding correctly and you feeling those punches whizzed by, that'll keep you honest. And I think um, Lomachenko did that. But, of course, I mean, I think uh, Tiafimo did that. But were we deceived by, by the hype, by the buildup of the Matrix? I don't think so, man. We've seen Lomachenko beat and, and make really good Hall of Fame fighters quit on their stool. We've seen him school Gary Small Russell guy. in his third fight. Well, he's a smaller guy. You know, they're smaller than him maybe, but he's a small guy. Last night we seen a smaller guy who didn't have it from the shoulders. He couldn't beat that man at the shoulders, and that was the biggest difference between them in the weigh-in. Anytime you ever seen them, it was at the shoulders with them. They're the same height, but one just a little more narrow and one's more broad than the other. Um, but Lomachenko, to me, just did not even attempt to engage for first six rounds. Then it seems everyone just gave Tiafimo those six rounds because he was coming forward. Now, I think that's fair, man. Do I like it? I don't. Because I think you got to do something too. You know what I'm saying? Just because you coming forward, well, he got the round. You know what I mean? Whatever, whatever. I'm not going to argue that. But I don't like that either. I think you got to do some shit. You know, you don't just get them because you're coming forward. And then on my card, I had uh, Shorely, um, and I think on a lot of people's card, man, they had um, Lomachenko taking 7 through 11. Then you could question two. So there is a draw right there. But, I mean, you know, everybody seems to be different different on, on this one. I told a lot of my little, my partners, and this is tongue-in-cheek, but I said, you know, y'all so wound up for a white boy to lose y'all looking through your, your Black Lives Matter goggles, and you ain't see shit, but nothing but Tiafimo was doing. But I'm, I'm convinced, and I'll have to watch again, that Loma landed a lot of the cleaner headshots. I, I think Tiafimo got much better of the body work, Um I think Loma started too late, possibly overconfident coming in there thinking he could just take a sample of this kid and, like, I'm looking at him. What do you think he's going to do, knock him out late? Because he don't got a chance to do that. So what you wait so long for to start fighting, you know, and 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 it's another thing that's come up to my uh, to the forefront here watching Lomachenko against higher-level competition and especially a bigger guy, um, the amateur style. Um a lot of arm punches, like, you you know, kind of Amir Khan-esque. You know, like Lomachenko's gotten away with kind of swarming dudes with these arm punches that don't got a lot on them. But, see, the problem here, you needed a little more mustard on them shots. And they were able to discourage and hurt smaller opponents. But up here at 135 against a 23-year-old, them little rushing arm shots with no leverage from your waist, from your legs on them, just weren't effective enough. And I think, I think the punching power was definitely the, the, the difference in the fight. It definitely discouraged and kept Lomachenko's hands in his pocket <clears throat> and being able to respond. One thing Tiafimo definitely did, me and Simon talked about, I think we all talked about, was making sure you make that old man feel like an old man. Tiafimo did not. Now, he, he didn't do much of shit through six rounds either, but at least he was coming forward and letting them know you know, I'm coming, I'm responding, and, you know, and that, and that was enough to get the respect of uh, Lomachenko. So it's a beautiful day, though, man. Like Willow, I'm, I'm elated. We got a 23-year-old undisputed champion, you know, in his prime, seems hungry, 
probably ain't really got no real, real, real money yet. This was a good check for him, I'm sure. But he still got some checks to be fighting for. And we got to, you know, what's top rank going to do with him? You know, I don't think they're going to hide him and have him fighting bullshit competition because, to be honest with you, when I heard them wide scorecards, I said, oh, it's definitely Lomachenko because he's the house fighter. Tiafimo don't got the legs as far as fandom, as far as, you know, what you're going to bring to the table. Like, where's his fan base? You know, it's not a big Honduran fan base out here. So he kind of gets rolled under the black fighter umbrella. You know, he's not Mexican. So it ain't like the Mexicans finna come out and support him. So what do you do with Tiafimo? You know, he's kind of like in a Chocolatito Elk where it's like a Nicaraguan, a Honduran. These guys, sure, you can, um, there's going to be enough endurance to fill maybe a 10,000-seat arena or something like that. But, you know, he's not going to be a pay-per-view attraction unless you match him up. Well, at least I, I, this is my thinking because it's usually a, um, a ethnic backing you get, you know, out of your starting. So, you know, I'm a little concerned, not concerned, but I'm interested to see what they do with Tiafimo. And what most of all they do with Lomachenko, I theorize, I've always theorized with these Euros. And I don't know the, lit- the litigation that stops them from being 23, like Tiafimo is over here fighting. But I- I- I'll always stand on my pedestal and say, if we got Gennady Golovkin, 23, and if we got Vasil Lomachenko at 23, them dudes is dope. You know what I mean? We we getting them after Lomachenko has 300-plus freaking fights in the amateurs, dude. You know how much pad work that man did, how much running that man did for nothing? You know, that's a lot left in the gym. So I'm, I always say with the Euros, um, you never know when that cliff will come. The cliff always comes it comes more sudden and um, faster than you think with them. And it could come after a fight. You never know. You know, it seems their cliff comes really quickly. But uh, wrapping it up, man, um, happy for Tiafimo. He punched his way into this one. Um, I'm not overly impressed, to be honest with you. I mean, he beat up a, I mean, he beat up a, small, a smaller dude by punching him. You know, he let his hands go enough to win it. It ain't like he was cutting him up and getting busy like that. It wasn't like that. It wasn't like that. So, you know, that's what I think about it, bro. Okay. All right. Well, that's an interesting perspective of it. I can't wait to hear what this one has to say. Hey, so, hey, uh, I'm looking at the well, it, I'm looking at the punch counts right now, and uh, Lomachenko. You know, we can't really go by this per se, but you know, it gives you a good idea of what's going on. Lomachenko outlanded Lopez in the ninth, tenth, and eleventh round. That's it. Damn, they got doubled in the twelfth. So, you know. Yeah, Tiafimo yeah, yeah, was the ring general. He was the ring general in that fight. He was, I mean, Lomachenko had nowhere to run, bro. I, I don't know. Like, I, I was watching the, the fight with one casual UFC guy as well, and he was he was bored. But for me watching it, to me, it was an intense fight the entire fucking 12 rounds. I was on the edge of my seat the entire time. I was not bored at all. Like, or I didn't think, well, this is why it's not on pay per view. I thought it was, I thought it was highly entertaining. Maybe I was just uh, being back inside the realm of boxing again. Kind of got me into that level. But I was highly entertained throughout the fight. It was, I mean, you're a boxing mama, like geek. 
you're a boxing nerd. For boxing nerds, it's like, oh, God. But if you're like a USC casual dude and you're used to seeing people getting flying leg kicks to the head, you know, the sweet science just ain't quite there like that, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's real shit. Hey, we got time with this. Let's take it aside real quick and see how he sees this fight. Because he even said my scorecard was generous, though. So he might be leaning to the side of Willa. Let's take it to Simon. We got to hit him with that one, too. Simon, what's going on, brother? One of the two, or, yeah, one of the two who actually picked Lopez over here, right? I think so. I, I got to look that up again. I'm not sure. Simon, what's going on, man? Good morning. Good morning, man. We are the champions. You know, hey, man, feels good, man. Uh you know, uh, yes, sir. I always tell people, man. You know, one thing about me is is, uh, and everybody can acknowledge, is we don't duck, we don't dodge, we don't make excuses. We pull up, we show up when we lose. You know, and I expect the same. And if I don't get the same, we gonna be on your ass. With that being said. We know what, you know, I went with Tiafimo um, in the fight. He got the job done. Um, uh, hey, it feels good, man. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, I guess a lot of, ex, you know, they say a lot of experts, you know, picked him. We know the odds. Some had him as high of a, as a four-to-one underdog, you know, and you're talking about a unification. When you're talking about a fight where this is for all the, the belts, that's a pretty decisive underdog, you know? And for him to get it done, you just got to show him his respect, you know? What it also says is the experts and all the people, you know, that picked Loma to win and dominate and teach him a lesson and, you know, four-to-one favorite, go back to the drawing board, learn from this, and come back as a better observer of the sport, you know? I mean, it happens. We all take losses, but learn from it, and don't make excuses. But um, it, today what, what is Tiafimo's day. What is, what is your thought about huh? the, the judging? And the, what's your thoughts about the judging and the scorecards from the judges and Andre Ward? Because that seems to be a, a, a high topic today. I mean, you guys have kind of heard of what I had to say about it. Uh, but I can, you know, reiterate it for the show. You know, I think, um, you know, I think it was generous, you know, some, you know, some of the things I've heard, you know, some of the scorecards I've seen, I felt, I felt seven, five was generous, you know, um, uh, because my scorecard, I had a 16, 12 Tiafimo. I gave Tiafimo rounds one through seven. I gave Loma Eight, nine, ten, and eleven. Eight and eleven were very decisive to me. Like, like, and nine and ten were still very competitive. Where Loma yep. won, but they were still very competitive. And while the rounds Tiafimo won, to me, were like decisive, like clear, you know. And it's like to me, to me, it was like a clear cut, like victory, you know, like like I like to say. Almost easy work, you know. It's never what easy. What did do the first six rounds other than come forward, though, son? Hey, I can tell you what he did. Every time 
Loma, first of all, he was first majority of the time with the jab. Okay. When was he landing? When Loma, when he was landing. What do you talking? If you know anything about Lomachenko, one thing about Lomachenko is he likes to be on his front foot. He likes to be first. He likes to let off combination, take side steps, you know, uh, turn you, turn you, and then hit you a combination and all that. Even when the, the times he wanted to throw punches or he did throw punches, Tiafimo would respond back immediately, and then Loma would show, show up. Even in fights where Loma – you know, tougher fights he had, like the Campbell fight and other fights, when you did hit him, Loma would come back with, with one, twos, and threes. He wasn't doing that. He was just shelling up, bro. You know what that tells me? He was feeling that power. He was also worried about the speed and the counts. Yeah, because was because, because punches. One I just six. said yes. Convincing shots were I just said I just round. bro. I what? saw literally. I could tell you round two. People, people, bro. Keep people, people that are saying that he won <laughs> round two. There, I saw him land a straight left, right? Lomachenko. Tiafimo came back with a one-two, one-two, and then jab to the body. The whole time, Lomachenko shelling up. Then he threw another straight left off the ropes. He got countered with a check hook by Tiafimo, shelled up. So even even that one round where people are trying to say, oh, really, this is, li, 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 this is really what happened. Lomachenko, so many of the early rounds, uh, and in the fight in general for the most part, um, he just, in the rounds that people are saying he won, they were, it was almost like sympathy rounds, where because he wasn't doing nothing in those rounds that, Tiafimo clearly won. He was getting credit for doing better. That doesn't necessarily mean you won, though. You just did better from ground zero, from nothing. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's not how you're supposed to judge the round. You're not supposed to say, oh, this guy got his ass whooped in round three. I'm going to give him round four because he didn't get his ass whooped. That's not how it works. You have to judge every round the same individually <laughs> and by the criteria. So I'm just saying. And like I said, like, Willa, you know, shout out to Willa. He keeping it real. Sometimes he don't. Sometimes he be on some foolishness. But he picked Lomachenko to win. For, he, said, he said when he watched it at the bar, you know, a lot of things going on. I get it. Whatever. And you're looking at the fight. He said he was going off Ward. He was said he was, he was going off what, a lot of what, what Ward was saying. And, he, you know, we all know he's a big Ward fan. But he said once he watched it, he, he was like, he kind of saw it the way I saw it. I mean, he had it even more wider than I did. But like I said, like, if you're talking about who was in control of the fight, number, I mean, of course it was Tiafimo, but uh, Loma, like, never, ever really took control in the way we know Loma takes control. But like I said, the two rounds I thought he won, um, I mean, the two rounds I thought he won, like, clear, like, he, he like, he, he won clear, but it wasn't in a normal Loma style where it's like a domination. Like, he, he definitely, you know, he was hitting them with, and this is one thing you're, this is what you think you got to understand. You were saying he was landing the cleaner punches. Well, of course they're going to look cleaner when a guy in Tiafimo, which you could argue is a flaw, keeps his hands low. But, that, but when, you're, when a guy's punching through the guard and he's the bigger puncher, stronger guy, like Tiafimo was doing with Lomachenko, all that clean shit don't matter because the stronger guy is still landing a punch. He's just punching through the guard. 
There's a difference. So it really don't matter. Like, but the reason why the punches look more clean was because of Tiafimo's hands down. That's it. Well, it we, wasn't like we, we he was, he was setting up these shots and this and that. All he was doing, he was stepping in, getting, getting inside the jab, and, you know, taking risks. Let off some combinations. But in a lot of those cases, he was still getting countered. In, in eight and in, uh, 11, like I said, were the two rounds where uh, you, whether it was what Loma was doing, I think it had more to do with um, getting a little tired. I think he got a little tired. You know, I was watching, you know, those rounds. He, you know, he, he got some hands put on him by Lomachenko, no, no doubt. You know, I was sitting there thinking, like, man, this dude better not let this fight go, man. If this dude got, let this fight go, he might have to get canceled. Because, you know, I just – I had him up by, like, so much. It was like <laughs> – it was like all you got to do is just keep doing what you're doing. Just don't – just don't get stopped or don't allow the rest he did get to – He did get tagged pretty good later in one of those late rounds, of 9 or 10, one of the – Yeah, 8 and 11, 8 and 11. You know what I'm saying? But Right, right. Um, but then and then and then in twelve, you know, you got this is the thing like, like Vladimir Klitschko, for example. You know, I was never a Vladimir Klitschko fan, but um, if I was, I would have I would have stopped being a fan the night he just gave the titles away to to Fury because like I like to joke around, he gave away the quote unquote uh, lineal title and all the belts he had at that moment in that 11-year run to Fury by just being out-fainted the whole fight, you know? Not, not, not too much <laughs> shit was really happening, but, yeah. you know, and he never, like, he never, like, stepped on the gas and said, you know what, this guy's controlling. Because really what it had a lot to do with in, 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 this, in both fights was the younger guy, the taller, rangier guy, he just controlled distance, you know? They did it a little bit different where, where – it went, when Tiafimo would let off his punches, he would take a half step back because you could tell his dad, you know, the tr- part of the training was how Loma is where when you attack him, he's going to come right back at you. So be ready for the counter. While Fury did more like he was controlling it with like he was kind of jab, jab, hook off the jab, you know, faint, faint. But then like when, when Klitschko would get close, they kind of was hugging each other, you know, and a lot of that was Klitschko too because Klitschko likes to hug. And Klitschko could never get in distance to land his jab or the right hand. So they did it differently, but it was the, the both both fighters that lost, which was Vladimir and Lomachenko, could never establish their distance, and that was the problem. It, but to Lomachenko's credit, he never gave up, and he tried. He actually tried to win. Like he came out in the twelfth and tried. He came oh, yeah. first minute of the fight. He came at him, but then like Tiafimo started putting it on him. His punches had more of an effect, you know. And he won that round. So that's really the fight yeah. I saw, and, you know. But you know, you, I totally agree, Simon. My only thing is, and it's just, it's not a problem. I hate when I give how I have to give rounds to people. And we, if we're going by um, the five criteria, per se, because in this instance, we didn't, especially rounds one through six, we didn't judge it off of punching. We judged it off range general. Should we have to go into the criteria some and find uh, effective aggression or ring generalship is what won. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. No, he was landing punches. I don't the, know what you were saying. We gave it to the guy that landed more punches. We gave it to the guy that landed more punches. We was all well, sitting you were there watching. like, shit, ain't, I mean, dog. It wasn't a lot of punches. Uh, two if other guys land, were sitting if there. You land, if, 
if you land two punches and I land seven punches, or I well, land five fine, punches. Well, that's fine, but what I'm saying is, if, 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 if you're throwing five punches, though, and they ain't even clean, shit. You not it ain't like but, oh yeah they were sure. clean. So, he was punching through so the guard man he was landing straight right when, hands to the to the through the guard he was landing uppercuts through the guard he was landing body shot and this is another example where Riddle likes to always talk about man. where people are not counting body shots yeah yeah JP course, definitely that's doesn't how count always goes well, that's uh, I remember guys JP was JP was a tester for some smoke last night so he might have been a little hazy. Yeah, oh, he had to be. And look, and, and the reason why there was, the hey, look, but, but let's be real. Though. Hey, but let's be real. Why was there low volume and low, more, you know, less, more of a quote-unquote chess match early on? It was because Tiafimo, oh, his style, is based off, his based off is a based off countering, you know, picking yeah. his shots. He liked to throw hard shots. This is the thing. When you're not willing to engage with him, He's going to work, yeah. but he's not going to let off more. Like, if you notice, more, sh- more punches were thrown, more shots were landed on both sides. Once Lomachenko decided, all right, I gotta st- I'm down. I'm going to, you know, start stepping, you know, trying to, like I said, get inside the jab and work because that's his only chance because he, he's, yeah. he's a smaller fighter and he's got a midget frame. So I mean, a lot of that was – That shit looked like had a Mayweather fight looking like a Chavez fight compared to. You know, because they were not doing a lot. Nah, of I wasn't that there. bad. I think I think it was that and, bad to you because of what was going down. And also, also Tiafimo pulled another chess move. If you listen to, you know, I listened to his little post fight interview and his post fight press conference. He said that, hey, this this old guy's trying to pull an old trick, like JP said, and try to have me wind it for the second half of the yeah. round. So I'm gonna slow it. I'm gonna I'm gonna slow it down a little bit and still to have control. But I'm gonna slow it down so I I still can go all twelve. So you ain't gonna get me with the uh, with the Ukrainian rope and dope running around all day. I'm gonna slow it down. <laughs> also, I'm slow it down. And, and, pictures all night, man. We like God. Also, damn, if you notice a faint contest. Also, you gotta remember what what's, what what a lot of Loma's success is his footwork, where he's moving around on you and he gets guys flustered because. The fighter he's facing is usually just planted, and they're trying to, like, they're, like, slow with their feet. While, if you notice, when, when, when uh, Lomachenko would, like, step in and pivot, uh, um, what's, uh, Tiafimo would pivot also and stay in front of him, like, still stay right in his, you know, right? Because the thing where Lomachenko gets guys is he'll be on the side of you, he'll be on the other side of you, he'll spin you, and he's hitting you with shots. While the whole time, Tiafimo never allowed him to do that. He never allowed to do the, him to do the quote-unquote matrix on him, like people like to say. He wasn't – when did we – like, let's be honest. When was that – name one part of the fight where he just had him looking flustered or, you know, like looking like – what would he be doing? Like the matrix Not on uh, Tiafimo. Mm-hmm. He wasn't doing that. Not once. I say this, too, to yeah. add on that. When's the last time we ever seen Lomachenko try to fight dirty in a clinch? He was desperate, man. He landed a couple, uh, like, back-of-the-head shots in one of the clinches, I think, in the early rounds, third or fourth, somewhere around there. And that told me right there, I ain't never seen Lomachenko have to fight like that in a clinch. That told me all I needed to know. I mean, also, uh, that's his game, though. I, I think that's the kind of fighter Lomachenko is. 
He's an inside, kind of rough-and-tumble inside fighter, to be honest with you. We don't look at him like that because of all this twist-and-turn shit. But for the most part, he's a real close-range uh, close fighter. He waited, wait, he waited about two rounds too long to start getting busy. Usually Lomachenko, kind of in the Mayweather. Mayweather would do it in every fight, about the first three to four rounds, like real nothing. Then he'll start to – we what we deduce from that is like Mayweather's – he's getting a sample, and then he's going to start putting it into into effect. And Lomachenko he, had – I don't, I, don't, I don't think he's an inside fighter, though. I look at him as just an aggressive – he's an aggressive southpaw combination puncher on his front foot. You know what I mean? That's, that's just the way I look at him. Like, he's like a – he's a more – he's a more amateur version of Manny Pacquiao. You know, like yeah. he's ag- like he's a, he's aggressive like that, but he has more of an amateur style of of See, the, he, he the that, up, you know punches. You know what I mean? Saying that wow, that, Pacquiao was trying to hit you with that, you know, blind you and then boom, hit you with that straight left. You know, but they're both on their front foot. They don't they don't know how to fight backwards really. You know what I mean? They're aggressive. While Lomachenko is more like bop bop, and then he's trying to like step around you, you know, spin you around and all that. But he's mostly trying to hit you with combination punches. Uh, you know, either wear you down or, like, score points, win the round, while Pacquiao is trying to, like, you know, hit you with the shot, drop you, hurt you, knock you out, you know? He's more, you know, now he's got better balance, you know? He's more refined in ways, but Pacquiao's more explosive, you know? And more yeah. of a, like, a killer. But, but like, I don't look at, I, but neither of them, I don't, I've never looked at Manny Pacquiao or Lomachenko as, like, inside fighters, you know? No, I, they, I don't, they got I don't see a difference that. now. Pacquiao don't do no body work. Now, we don't know Manny Pacquiao for body work. One, that's a distinct difference in the both of them. Um, now, you say that, and I was going to say the same thing. He's a poor man's Pacquiao, but the difference is Pacquiao, I don't believe, was ever taught to do what he does. Pacquiao just, he would be fighting like that whether he was a professional fighter or not. This some God-given shit if you ask me with Manny Pacquiao. I don't believe Freddie Roach said do that lunging fucking Superman left hand, no right hand, then come with the left, and that'll kill everybody for 20 years. I don't believe you can teach that. That's just <laughs> God-given shit. Yeah, that's um, why I said uh, Lomachenko's more refined. Like, you could tell, like... Well, well Lomachenko's been actually tried different. to be been taught. You know, his shit yeah, is... he's got a unique style, but there was fundamentals and stuff ingrained in him early. Yeah. Where there's times and with there's Pacquiao... there's no God-given well, power at the end of that. Yeah. Yeah, and his feet get like Pacquiao's feet get like sloppy at times. There's times where he'll like he'll lunge at you and throw like he'll he'll punch while his feet are like kind of like stumbling. You know what I mean? And uh, like they they kind of go, you know. So it's like different. But what I mean is like they're aggressive guys. I don't see you're right about the body shot. He don't really throw. That's why when he does, it's funny with Pacquiao when he does throw body shots, he actually has success. Look at the Thurman yeah, fight. Effective. Look at the Margarito fight. You would think that. Maybe he would throw more, but that, that's a different discussion. But, yeah, but even Lomachenko, when he first came out the amateurs, he wasn't going to the body a lot. And then he, he, he started developing it more and more and more. But I don't, I don't really see, like, um, you, know, you know, inside fighter in him. But um, he's more mid-range, long-range, you know. But, uh, you know, I mean – Look, man. I mean, uh, hey, one thing that I don't have I mean, I mean, like Loma lost, but he didn't. I don't. I, he didn't lose no points to me. Like to me, this is supposed to happen. Like 
the young if if this guy in Tiafimo with the hype from the promoting and the networks and even his family and his and himself and all that if they and he got a, he does have a high pedigree also um and all that like and he's bigger and stronger and younger and he got speed also like he's supposed to win that's why i said like if he doesn't win he's not the good that's the reason why well, you know we were I'll, talking last time why i don't think canelo's the good cuz if you're if you had that much of a you have a size strength power advantage and you have like a 10 year age advantage you better win or you ain't that good I think the, a rematch would be the move, the best move for both guys. I don't think either of them have a lot, you know, a lot of places. You know, they do have options, but I think a rematch is the best move. Tia Fimo said no, that, no rematch. Tia no Fimo yeah, said they Loma tried, said, to, they tried said, to play him. Loma said no rematch yeah, they, at first. Yep. Yeah, they tried to play him. They didn't want to put the rematch clause in. They set up his um, – mm. His um yep. his contract that if he loses he'll get paid this much yeah he, they he was asked in the press conference would do a, a rematch he was like for what they weren't gonna give me no rematch uh-huh, and you could tell Tia Fimo right. is the guy that you, you know ain't there no rematch go. he's moving on that's right you gotta that's get right. to the back of the line yeah, yeah. like everybody else hey, and let's be real he's this. been Lomachenko's you know? punch variety failed him also, and that's the difference between him and Pac- Pacquiao. Sneak a, a quick uppercut in there on your ass. You know, Tiafimo, I mean, Loma, it's just his, unlike Pac, it's the same movement with the lunge, with the one-two, but his don't have the explosiveness, and it seems to be more punches, more reminiscent of like a, a mere con punch. It's fast. But there's no leverage on it. Somehow Pacquiao generates yeah. all this power doing that. But Loma changes. We know how. Not, not he puts really. his whole body into his punches, man. Stop that. That's why. Stop that. Loma puts his whole body into his punches. It looks the same, but it ain't the same. It looks the same, but it ain't the same. And then there's no. I didn't see no hooks. I didn't see no uppercuts. The only shots landed was like the the straight one two, and usually the only the first one was getting home, which was. The problem because the left hand was never with so him. So how'd you have it tied? Well, because he was landed, <laughs> I didn't have it tied. I, 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 ain't, I ain't mad at the card. I ain't mad at a seven five. But all this I thought you had three, a draw. I no, thought you I didn't had have a draw. Is what you said? Uh oh. Is that what he said? Yeah. Hey, do you still testing some of that smoke from last night, my man? I don't believe I said that, man. But uh, but like uh, but but I'm I'm arguing anybody acting like this was a domination and Tiofimo was was getting so busy. I just watched the eighth round. I just watched the eighth round again just to see if I was tripping. Lomachenko, uh, Lopez started started good. Lomachenko came in with the with a good little couple of shots, and then he started getting beat up at the end again. You know, this guy might have won three rounds. Yeah, where he's getting punched and he's got to back up and, and run around the ring. And then he's See, going I, to the okay, ropes okay, and getting okay. body sh- he's getting body shot every and he's got to roll around. And go. Every time y'all talk about what Teal was doing, y'all add conjecture, which is, oh, and then he shelled up. Then he was running around the ring 
Look, man. Bro, because we've judges. seen so many Lomachenko fights. I, JP, I, I just he want, don't do that. I don't care. He don't you don't judge that. that. That's not what you judge. You don't judge. No, so what do you judge off of? Oh, my God, dude. So what do you, you judge off Okay. You judge no, that's my point. He was getting punched, and he felt it, and he shelled up. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask JP a question real quick. Let me ask JP. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. JP, let me ask you a question. If if you're sitting there and two guys land, both guys land two punches, right? Let's just say we just last third. It's a tie round. Both guys land two punches. One guy lands two punches and he eats them and he doesn't move and he and he he throws his two punches and the guy gets hit and he backs up and runs around. Mm-hmm. Who, who, I understand who won that. that? Okay, that's what I'm talking about. Uh, well, 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 hold on. So when you get hit so, and you've got to shell up and your body gets tense, that means you're getting hurt. Well, that means it's, it's hurting, a, it's hurting the, the guy that. a little more. So this isn't this that, is that, an electric style boxing. This is a point for point. This is who's landing the more. That's what I that's would what ask all those Lopez punches. I don't believe they landed clean. Those punches y'all talk, knocking them all around, I believe they half got home. Those wasn't clear, con- concise shots that was devastating Lomachenko. Yeah, his body might have did this or that, but I think, you know, he played into the punch some, whatever it be. But the shots weren't clear, because if they were, we could uh, see them. It would have been obvious damage. Come on, man. I just y'all watched, gotta stop I, that. I just, I just watched it. I just watched it again, man. That so they were Brown. clear, hard shots. Clear. Yeah. They got hold down the pipe. Hey, that's the thing. That's what you're failing to realize, JP. When you're facing a bigger, stronger guy, a punch Uh, don't need to be as clean. It doesn't have to be as clean. If you're like the smaller man and you're and you're the the weaker puncher and you're facing the guy that's the bigger, stronger guy, the bigger puncher, his punches don't have to be as clean as yours to be more effective. Take for example, uh when Lucas Matisse literally hit Zab Judah and the, the punch was mostly blocked and it still dropped Zab Judah. Are you trying to say, oh, that's that punch. It, was, it wasn't a clean punch. Well, shit, it was clean enough to drop the dude. You know, that's the point. But there was a lot of times he was punching through the yard with uppercuts, with straight right hands. And then the body, shot, the body shots were as clean as they get. I don't know how you didn't see that. Yeah, the body work like the body work I like when I like when you stay consistent on the body too. He kept stabbing to that body. He didn't go away from it. And I think Lomachenko, I mean he felt his power early, obviously. And to me, body language reading, Lomachenko was hurt early. And that's why he was on his bicycle for the most part. I I don't buy into the whole, you know, you know, this is this is planned to take him to deep water. Maybe it was, but you know, he felt that power early and you could tell the adjustments going on. Um, let's take it to D real quick, see if he got his uh, sound quality back on. Uh, I think he was uh, driving under a bridge or something like that in the truck and see how he how he seen the fight going. D, you still there with us, my man? No, D ain't here. He just hung up. D, uh, <laughs> he just hung up right when I was going to him. All right, hey, look, yeah. let's talk about what's next then. Do we think – well, I'll go with you. I mean, do we want to see the email champion, Devin Haney, against Teofimo Lopez? For what would they call that, an official unification fight? Or do you think we're going to see Tiafimo move up and wait? Because let's not forget, this is 23 years old, without excuses. 
And he's going to be getting bigger and stronger. He's going to get in his grown man body, and he could be a pop moving on up. But will he move up so soon? Willie, you think we'd see uh, quote-unquote official unification between him and Haney, or do we see Tiafimo take that next step at 140? Well, what I love about Tiafimo is that he does a lot of shit talking, and he's his own man. So yesterday, like I said, you know, I watched the press conference um, afterwards, and that question was brought up, you know. A lot of questions, well, let me take it back. A lot of, when I say he's his own man, it seemed like, you know, they had this thing with him and his dad, and it seems like he, even though he loves his dad, he's, he's turned it into his own man. His dad came out and said, you know, Tiafimo is going to be moving to 140. He was asked about it. Tiafimo said, no, not really, you know. I'm, uh, he's got a team. He's got nutrition coaches. He says he's getting his own, uh, a, house with his, uh, a new house with his own gym so he can stay at 135. It seems like, to me, Tiafimo is planning to campaign at 135 for a couple of more fights and then move to 140. He said he would love to go to 140 and become the uh, back-to-back undisputed champ. But as of now, it seems like he's standing at 135. And there's only one one fight, you know, that really makes sense at 135, and that's against Devin Haney. Uh, you know, Ryan Garcia jumped out there and said he wants, he wants to fight. You know, uh, he took shots. He took shots at uh, Javante Davis during the press conference, asking why he's uh, fighting uh, small ass Leah Santa Cruz. You know, so there's fights to be made at 135, and it seems like he wants those fights, and those are the bigger fights. You know, uh, uh, Ramirez and Prograce and uh, uh, and Taylor out there at uh, at 140. Yep. You know, nobody. You know, those are those are good fights. They're not as big as a, a Haney or a, or a a Javante Davis fight. So what it seems like, you know, you know, I, we know he's going to get bigger, but just taking his word off of it and just taking away how you know when he was doing his press conference and it was like you know my dad was saying telling me to to on the twelfth round to do this, but I did this. You know, my dad was telling me to do this, but I did this. Seems like he's, you know, he's trying to push away from his dad, but at the same time, you know, keep, keep him, him around. And yeah, and 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 with his dad coming out and saying that he was moving to 140, and him saying no, you know, no, and him calling out, you know, he didn't call out, he didn't call out any of the 140 pounders, uh, 140 pounders. He didn't mention their names. He mentioned the names of Devin Haney. He mentioned the names of Javante Davis. Those are the guys I think he wants. Those are the bigger fights. Those are the bigger money fights. And I think that's what he's trying to do. And those will be better. I mean, it would be better. It would be good for his legacy to go up and fight the 140-pound champions and win that too, no doubt. But as far as the resume goes, it would be better for him to stay down there and fight the, the, the young bulls. You know, Javante Davis, under 25, I think. I think he's 25. Might be 26 now, but you know he's still a young guy. He's supposed to be the the head of that under 25 class, but I think you know uh, Tiafimo. I don't, you know, that would be Tiafimo still be the bigger guy. I think that would be probably a better fight because I don't think Javante is as scary as Lomachenko was showing out there. I think that would be a good fight. Uh, Devin Haney. Uh, we haven't we haven't really seen Javante Davis fight anybody that great either, uh, compared to Lo, uh, to Lopez. He has the better resume of them all. 
But uh, Devin Haney, I think that would be a better fight because he's not going to be scary either, and he's a, a bigger guy. Um, so, yeah, that's who I want to see him fight. Hopefully he stays out. Both of them, him and Haney can eventually fight at 140. Him and Javante Davis, I don't know if Javante goes uh, goes all the way up to 140. He probably can, but he's, you know, he's a short-ass dude, so I don't know if he wants that up there. But, uh, yeah, man, hopefully we see that Haney or that Javante Davis fight. That's what I'm looking forward to. I think that can happen, and I think that's what Tia Fimo wants. Uh, he wants in the future, so. Let's see. Yeah, I think that uh, it's different with Tio's dad and Tio's because Tio's dad he he does talk shit, but it doesn't feel like he's trying to get the camera in his face like some other you know dad trainers. I always it's funny with the dad. What? Trainers, I always felt like he did a whole press conference nah. by himself, man. No, no, yeah, Tia Fimo's dad wants that. He wants the thing. He's just like Devin Haney's dad. These guys, they're stepping more and more. They're doing, you know, they're doing uh, interviews by themselves. They're doing a lot of trash talking. <laughs> you know, they're, you know. Oh, yeah, they're, they're front and center, they're all, for real. Willow Rock, yeah, they're these front guys and center, are, man. Yeah, these guys are trying to, you know, they're trying to take a little bit. You know, we see them more than we see their sons. Hey, shout well, out to Bill know. Haney, man. Shout out to Bill, bro. I didn't spoke spoke to Bill personally on the phone over there on uh, TBV. Shout out to them. But um, Bill, our age, Willa, Bill is uh, 39, 38. You know, Bill is a young-ass dude. Early. <laughs> yeah, started early. So it's pretty cool. <laughs> but, Willa, this is me and you with a hot shot-ass. 20-year-old son or whatever it be, and we're rich now. Uh, so it, it's a pretty cool story. Uh, I think yeah, I'm not, that, that's no, a, I'm not uh-huh. saying nothing wrong with it. I'm yeah. just saying, you know, yeah. R.C. was saying that I he wasn't in the spotlight. I was just saying he is. I guess I, he is. I guess I didn't think he was as extreme as the guys like Angel Garcia or something like that. I wish we could, like, put all these Boston dads uh, trainers in a in a household like real world style for two weeks and videotape these <laughs> videotape these crazy guys, man. But um, JP, let's go to you. I mean, for me, I think honestly, I didn't get to say this, but for me, I think Tio Fimo, he should fight someone that's ranked like number 30 or something. He deserves a showcase after this. Like asking him to go up to 140 and try to unif- let's calm down. Even if the kid lost yesterday, it was still a win at at, at the, the daring to be great challenge that he took so early in his career. He could have easily just no, made no, stop it. Stop, stop what the loser saying. mentality is. No, it's a, a loss is never a win. A loss is never a matter. win. It don't matter. He didn't lose. He didn't lose though. So it I'm don't just saying, matter. don't remove that out of your brain. That that's 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 toxic mentality. Don't do that. Okay, <laughs> I'm just saying. So we're we're gonna rush him right away to. We'll get, we'll get no, I said no. I, I wasn't trying to rush him. I just heard and read about how he he you know maybe things have changed. You know, uh, Willa mentioned how he said that he got a new gym and trainers and all that. Well, people got to realize mm-hmm. that most fights that um, are big fights that are coming up. I, I tend to pay attention to a lot of the um, you know you know the shows and a lot of you know, interviews and all that. I really didn't do any of that. I kind of just went off gut feeling and how I feel and all Bang. that because boxing had been gone for so long, you know, big fights, where yep. it just, it kind of like, 
it kind of like removed like that, like the, you know, that interest in a lot of ways because it was like, because other sports were going mm-hmm. on too. You know what I mean? So, yep. and then five, and then a lot of these fights were so bad early on that they were putting on, it kind of soured me on like boxing as far as like, oh, I mean, man, oh, we got to get better products. So I hadn't been doing like a lot of my research that I usually do. So I, I was mostly going off stuff in the past where he was talking about moving up and the issues and how, oh, I'm not going to be here much longer. But, you know, Willis said he said it at the press conference about the new house and trainers and all that. So I'm like, okay, well, then if that's the case, then stay. But I, I'm not trying to rush him. You know, you just you just want undisputed. If you can make weight, then – and you can defend those titles, do it. The thing I don't like is when guys – the guys that have certain weight issues or reported weight issues, all of a sudden when they lose or they struggle, they blame the weight. If you feel like the weight's going to be an issue, move up. If it's not going to be an issue and you have some struggles or you lose, we don't want to hear that either. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's my point. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, JP, let me ask you. Uh, do we want to see Devin Haney, the AOL champion, as Tiafimo Lopez called him, and T.O. get it on, or would you rather see him step up and wait and, and see what he could do at 140? What do you think he's going to do? Um, either way, really. Uh, Devin, now they have history. I don't know if you guys have, you know, seen those interviews where, you know, Bill's talking about the sparring session, and uh, others have talked about that sparring session. But uh, what it definitely seems is clear come out of that is that uh, Devin, was definitely the better, got the better of Tiafimo in, in those sparring sessions. Um, but we know there's plenty to do at 140 at top rank, right? Or I know you got, you can have uh, Rougarou around, Josh Taylor. So I would like to see all of those fights. You know what I mean? Those uh, Ramirez is around there. So, um, you know, those are phenomenal fights within themselves. So it's plenty to do at 140 over there with Tiafimo, and I think throwing Tiafimo into that mix would be, you know, great. Now, I think uh, uh, the outlying question is, do we think Tiafimo's body and power can carry the 147? I don't think so, right? That might be reaching a little too far, but ideally I think that's where Tiafimo would like to be and get in the mix with all that, you know, within the next year and a half, two years, and be right there Waiting, waiting for Boots Ennis and, and those and Rashidi Ellis and those type of guys to mature, not Rashidi Ellis, but um, but for those type of guys to mature and, and come into their stardom while you know Spence and those guys are you know coming down off you know whatever wherever they are, but whatever it be, man, I think there's a ton to, to do at 140. I wouldn't mind Haney. That'd be great. That's the perfect contrast of styles you always want to see. Um, Davis, I don't know if Davis might be a little too small, but, I mean, it'll be a collision. That's a pay-per-view fight. I think that's a pay-per-view fight. But I think, for me, ideally, the best uh, idea for both, if I'm making the business here, is an immediate rematch. I think it'll help raise the level of of, of Tiafimo. You know what I mean? Right now, to me, you don't want Tiafimo to just go fight somewhere because he's still rather unknown, even being an undisputed guy. Now, his cachet went up tremendously within the boxing world and to some casuals because Lomachenko is a, is a known fighter, especially to, you know, the white the white box fans who don't get in on all the boxing. Know of well, that's thanks to Joe Rogan, you know? Right. They, they know of the field. So um, now 
I, uh, one would think in theory that Lopez takes over those people to some degree. But I think if you run that rematch back and you, you're saying, you know, the Matrix and, you know, badass Lomachenko, you know, he took it lightly, this, that, or the other, I think it'll be good for both, actually. You don't want Basile to go somewhere, get a bullshit title, or fight some dude that ain't on high pedigree, kind of on a on a trail back to the thing. Just go right back to it. To me, that's the best business. Um, but for Lopez, plenty to do at 140. And for, for Loma, shit, maybe 135 is definitely the best because, you know what I mean, I, I don't think he got the power. You know what I mean to be able to handle these dudes at one thirty-five. Yeah, it's a fair assessment right there, man. Son, um, man, I'm curious to think what you think is going to happen. Now we all know fighters say a lot, like how Willard mentioned that he said, "Now nah, I'm going to I'm going to stay around here for a little bit." But money talks. He could get a bright eye when he sees a big paycheck going at one forty or something like that. What do you think's the next move for Tiafimo? Um, I mean, whatever he wants, man. I mean, the rematch is cool, but I think that, you know, he gained so much institutional knowledge by being in the ring with a guy like uh, Lomachenko that it's only going to get worse for Lomachenko, in my opinion, if they rematched, you know? I just think that even though he won titles and all that, he did great. Like, don't get me wrong. He did good at 135. I think that that move up – in the fights he's had and the performances he had shows that he's just too small for 35, man. The Pedraza fight, the Campbell fight, the Linares fight. You know, some of these guys are 130 pounders, 126 at one time that moved up to uh, 35 also, you know? So, and they gave him problems due to their size because they were bigger than Loma. And a guy like Tiafimo, who's even bigger, stronger than them, just showed that, like, you're just not a 35-pounder. So, you know, no shame in that, man. He still, you know, he still picked up multiple titles and, you know, did his thing. I think he should just move back to 130, uh, you know, um, if he wants to. But he's also 32 years old, and he's in those lower weight classes. One of the reasons why I picked Tiafimo, you know, was because um, the, the decline I had seen in some of his performances at 35, uh, you know, the lower weight class in the history of boxing, the for whatever reason, fighters in the lower weight classes, when they decline, they decline faster than the the guys in the heavier weight classes. You know what I mean? So, um, and I just, you know, was looking at situations saying a guy's on the up, is on the up, and you know, coming up, while the other guy's on the decline. So, you know, besides the other factors. But uh, as far as, like, Devin Haney, Ryan Garcia – tank and all that, man, you know, <laughs> talk about it, man. Just do it. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, you have to look at the timelines. Um, Tia Fimo was in the 2016 Olympics when, in, in August of 2016, right? Then he turned pro shortly after. Um, tank won his first world title against Pedraza in January of 2017. So that's like, what, four months later, five months later? Look at where Tiafimo's at now, and look at where Tank's at. You got to show and prove, man. No excuses. This man was a amateur, basically, like, when you won your world title. And now he's 
the undisputed champion at 135. While you're saying you want to fight this guy, you say you want to fight this guy, people are saying you're this, you're that, but you're fighting Santa Cruz, who nobody is picking to win for obvious reasons. You know what I mean? And, you know, guys like Haney and uh, Garcia, they're, they're a little bit younger. They're a little bit, you know, you know, uh, as far as, like, they get a little bit more of a um, leash as far as, you know, what are you doing and show, show me something. But, you know, right, you got right. Ryan Garcia clout, ch- clout chasing after the fight. Like, oh, I got this fight with Campbell, but I really want to fight Lopez. Bro, stop lying. No, you don't. The only way you're taking that fight <laughs> is if there's a briefcase involved before the contracts are signed. Stop it. Uh, you don't want that fight because you will get stopped. You will, Tiafimo would stop you at 35. Everybody knows it. And if you disagree, uh, RC, I give, you, I give you privilege to uh, give them my uh, contact information. Hit me up and we can make it happen. <laughs> I'd love to see that fight, man. I'd love to see that fight. I don't think you want yeah, me any too. parts of Tiafimo. Too high skill boxer. <laughs> Going to our rounds, no knockouts yeah. in that. Get out of here, <laughs> man. I think it's cloud chasing. Give me your early 100%. prediction, Willa, on that fight. Let's say they ha- that fight happened next. How who would you pick? If it happened next, I'll have to go with uh, I'll have to go with Lopez. You know, tough fight. Well, yeah, hell oh, okay. yeah. I did say that I I, I did say that I, I want Tiafimo Lopez to fight like seven five. The guy. Even though he's not ranked 50, he still kind of is that in my eyes because he's not that good. But I'll just see who you say, Lopez versus who? Ryan Garcia. Ryan what do you Garcia. think about that, JP? Oh, God. Minutes. Oh, yeah. Oh, I got Lopez. It'd be like seven five close either way. <laughs> no, sleep. What you mean? Between hey, five to seven knockdowns? Five to seven <laughs> knockdowns? Seven rounds to five. Hey, I give I give Lopez the edge. I've seen an rounds. interview recently, dude, and I have recently become a bit of a Ryan Garcia fan. To be honest with you, that boy can talk. He he ain't no good little sweet boy like Oscar trying to make him. He talking shit. So um, I think I'm gonna keep my eye on Ryan Garcia. But mm, I mean, hey, what about you, RC? <laughs> What's your early prediction on Garcia Lopez? First round knockout. <laughs> knockout in 50 seconds, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, how about Berlanga, RC? Berlanga. That boy hey, cracking. Hey, man. He's got some heavy hands, man. That's That, that boy's uh, got some streak going. First round knockouts in all 15 fights, I believe. He's been talking about, he's posted about, a big fight with Canelo, obviously, way too early. But you know that kid looks like if he keeps it going, he could be some. He could be a problem in the super middleweight division, man. That kid, that's a big kid, and he's still young. Another guy. Yeah, he's definitely a big kid. Fight. Yeah, I agree. But let's keep everything in context. That's always very important in discussing anything. The man did look like he was two to weight, two to three weight classes bigger than homeboy. You know, dude was spooked from round one. You know. <laughs> So, so let's let's take that into account, you know. But it almost looked he looked like the because he's Puerto Rican, right? Yeah, yes, sir. He looked like he looked like the Puerto Rican Mongia. Remember when Mongia first came out and he was just towering <laughs> over his opponents? He looked like that, bro. I'm just saying, you know. But I'm not saying they're the same type of fighter. And remember, over time, Mongia started. Um, 
looking worse and worse and very, you know, not skilled, no yeah. defense. I'm not saying that. But I'm just saying the overall size difference was just, like, so clear to me. You know, and I'm just like, let's just let's pump the brakes. Let's see him fight somebody that, you know, is going to punch him back with some force, who's going to be yeah. closer to his size, and then let's see how he, he handles that. Oh, yeah, for sure. There's, there's a lot of question marks about the kid right now. But there's, the ceiling's pretty high for the kid off of uh, just what you've seen so far early on. I've seen the kid hit the bag, and he's got some serious pop in those hands. But, yeah, like you said, we've got to see him with somebody who hits him back, and then we'll see how the – We'll see if Berlanga starts to shell up. How about that? So what's next, though, guys? Is it is it? Uh, I think it's Davis Santa Cruz is the next big one, or is it Spence Garcia? We still got two big ones left. Now Spence Garcia got moved back to uh, December. I'm actually thinking December. Maybe, yeah, I'm thinking. Uh, I heard they might have a crowd. They might have a crowd. I'm thinking maybe. Yeah. Yeah. The next maybe I might take a flight down there. That we got, we got uh, Kel Brook and and uh, and, Ta- and Terrence oh, Crawford. Yeah, that's not that's not a big big fight, but it's something that something that I'm pretty sure we'll watch. We also got uh, Nahayo Anoye, the monster coming on the on Halloween night, October 31st. Michaela Mayer will be getting her first title shot on the undercard, and then yeah, and then we'll, we'll see what's going. I think. Uh, what was it? Uh, uh, AJ the, and Pulev. Davis and Santa Cruz believe, is that December. same night, also. Davis oh, Santa Cruz is on the thirty first, also. A little bit of little yeah. bit of competition going on that day. And Usyk, okay. And Usyk Chizora is on the thirty first, also. Hey, yeah. Did you guys notice last night how, like, okay, now he hasn't been away from the sport as long as like Jordan, but like even though Jordan's been gone away from basketball. It's like he's still kind of like he's still kind of like a shadow over the sport in a lot of ways. How he's mentioned a lot. You guys notice how mm-hmm. Tessator like just had to throw in like a little shot at Floyd. And look, I ain't no Floyd fan. You know, I, I'm very. I made it very clear about uh, you know how I feel about him. One thing about me is, man, I feel a certain way, and I don't let that. Sep- I don't separate the the sports and you know morally and all the way, everything I think about, you know? So, like, I'm not one of those people that say, oh, yeah, I'm a fan of him, you know, the athlete, not the man. Oh, no, 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 no. To me, that shit's all together, you know? If, you, if, you, if you're okay with certain things and you're still a fan, that tells me a lot about you, but that's a whole different discussion. Anyways, my point was, <laughs> Tessator, uh, he, made, he made a little, he was like, they, they were talking about, like, them fighting each other, you know, unifying and taking the risk. And then, and then he was like, and, you know, he's also a big Loma fan. I, you know, he could see that fight kind of crumbling, like, little by little. Like, that fight wasn't going Loma's way. But he was just, you know, he said, he made a comment like, you know, this is how boxing needs to be. You know, we're going away from, like, the Floyd Mayweather era where, you know, it was like management, you know, management of your career, business management or something like that. And I'm like, yo, man, like, dude, like, come on, man. What, what was the point of that? It's like, you know, I get, you know, to ESPN broadcast and top rank and all that. You know, so you know they, you know they may they feel a certain way about him or whatever. But I'm just like, what was the need for that? And it's just crazy how, uh, you know, with Floyd, he's not around anymore. But like, people still find a way to, you know, whether it's positive or negative, keep him, 
he's like he's still like a shadow on the sport, you know. And it's like I just noticed that. Like I'm like I did not understand that comment at all by Tessitore. Yeah, yeah that, that, they, they definitely went over it. <clears throat> they went over it. You know, they were showing the referees going through certain scenarios. And I'm pretty sure, you know, Bob Arum had a conversation with Tessitore. If you get a chance to say something about Floyd, do it. <laughs> you know? So I don't do a good impression of Bob Arum like Syme does. He does it way better. But I'm pretty sure there's all those things that went over in rehearsals and things like that. But it is true, though. You know, like uh, – much like Sime, I did not do a whole lot of research when it comes to listening to, um, you know, other shows and seeing what people thought about it. I had, like, no hype until I seen Blood, Sweat, and Tears on Monday, the first episode on YouTube, right? So, um, for me, I thought, like, I just, <clears throat> I wasn't, I wasn't, like, I was just going gut feeling the whole time. Young man sport, man. And, and like Tia Fimo said, these guys are pussies, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm taking this challenge. I'm not, I'm not gonna be like these guys. And I would, try, I would rather say it in a different way. But like, you just hope that the future of, of uh, young fighters will be more aggressive in, in trying to get some fights like this happen. I would say it in that manner, instead of taking a shot at Floyd. But that would always be in the back of everyone's mind. It's why UFC had so much success. You know, the best fight to hey. by Well, Tio did say. My bad. Go ahead, JP. Go ahead, JP. Oh, before, you know, just be, you know, last thing I'm going to probably say before we wrap it up, man, I want to make sure Tiafimo gets all his credit because you got to understand, man, every single Ronnie Shield to B-Hop to De La Hoya to Zab Judah to LRB to anybody you can think of in the sport was interviewed and are on a hour-long YouTube video making their picks. And not a single person picked um, Lopez due to the, everyone said uh, the seal is just this master Olympian that is just almost his boxing is impenetrable. It's even worse than how we had Mikey Garcia, the prodigal son of boxing. Vasil Lomachenko was considered like this boxing fucking master. By the experts, like sign the fan, by the, mm-hmm. the, the the people on the inside. So man, let's make sure that Tia Fimo gets his credit for doing that to a dude that was considered even by myself a guy that high on that echelon. I don't want it to get lost in the context that well he just didn't show up that night. No nigga, he beat that motherfucker that y'all said was that was all of that. So that means he all of that. All right, that's, that's it. Credit to JP. I'm yeah. proud of you. And, you know, that's why I sent out, you know, I sent a message to y'all and I said, you know, we, we all had our picks already, even though Willow was kind of having cold feet for a little bit. And, uh, you know, he had to let me know that he does what he wants and he got 10 hours to make a pick. All right. It's like, okay, we get that. But, um, um, but that's why I made a point. You know, I said, I don't want to hear that he got old overnight if he loses. No excuses. You know, because I knew, you know, I know how this game works. Like, Oh, it's it's funny because when somebody picks somebody, oh, he's got more experience, this and that, and then when he loses, the experience becomes he's old, you know? So I wanted to make sure that I planted those seeds early. Let's limp it in the butt. If he wins, we got to give this kid credit, you know? And, you know, it's good to hear that JP, even though he thought maybe, you know, whether we want to disagree, agree or disagree on 
how close the fight was and this and that, this round or that round, or was the punch landing or not. At least he's, he's accepting the, the victory for what it was, and he's giving Tiafimo his, his just due and his full credit. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. even though he said it was a draw. Hey, you know, we all have we all have different eyes and different goggles sometimes, man. So it is what it is. That, that uh, Lamarcus yeah, like... Lamarcus Vick is really <laughs> something else, man. Man, you you the one that said it was a draw. JP came on here saying he had it exactly as Andre Ward had it. That was his first words. I had it exactly like Andre Ward had it. I had it a draw. Yeah, well, uh, then he gave up. <laughs> Willa, since we have you, man, and, and the infamous uh, group chat has been going crazy lately with your senior season numbers at Prairie View. Rumor has it that Willa, <laughs> that Willa starting at quarterback <laughs> had um, 18 interceptions thrown, eight touchdowns, and seven fumbles. <laughs> <laughs> On the t- <laughs> starting quarterback for Prairie View. <laughs> Were these numbers true? <laughs> well, I know you got your stats. You got it memorized. Yeah, no, no. I I was like twenty thrown, ten and uh, ten rushing. <laughs> pretty pretty easy. The other way around. How many? Hey, is it true? Man. Hey, hey. Willa, rumor has it they said that you only had a a playbook on one sheet of paper. You only had like a set of six plays. <laughs> is that true? <laughs> Uh, hey, dive right, <laughs> dive, dive left. Oh my God! I remember they said that about uh, Blake Bortles. They said, uh, "Remember that year, Jacksonville? Um, remember when they almost made the Super Bowl that one year with Bortles? I remember they said on the broadcast when they were playing New England that like they only have like seven plays they have for Bortles." And they just run him over and over and over again. I was like, that just shows he is not no real quarterback. That's funny. That's funny. Set, well, speaking of quarterback, I guess that's what that's where we go wrap it up, man. Time to watch some football. I know me and Sam got some big fantasy implications going on here, and uh, we're about to be flipping through the channels. So, um, yeah, man, we'll uh, we'll see what we got coming up for the week. And uh, the raid. So cracking on Wednesday. <laughs> JP's Raiders. The Las Vegas Raiders. Boys, boys <laughs> representing other people's cities, dog. They, they OPC, still from other people's cities. JP we got with OPC. We don't even pay attention to that. Let me speak on this. Hold on. I got to speak on this. The Raiders. Let me say something real quick. This is the way I view sports and all that. And, you know, you know, you guys can agree and disagree. First of all, you know, we know the Lakers won the championship. You know, congratulations and all that. We get it. But Mm -hmm. I'm disappointed in everybody in L.A., in that area, in California that are Laker fans, and anybody that are Laker fans all across the world because we know they got a huge fan base and all that. Mm -hmm. For acting like you really have 17 championships. The fact you guys took five championships (laughs) from the Minneapolis days, to use as your 17 championships, that's a shame, bro. I don't respect George that. Mike is. That's his move. That's a chance. Because I'm not going to allow this George Mike in disrespect. To, to, to me, to me, to me, I say it like this. When you compare Boston, for example, Boston got all their championships in Boston. You know? 
I'm niggas just smoking shit. The way I was, the, the way I was brought up, you count the championships that you won in the city. Like for like uh like for example, let's say we remember how the Oilers. Let's say the Oilers would have won a championship back when uh they were there, right? They ended up moving on sure. to the Titans. And the let's say the Titans once started winning like seven, eight championships. How would you? And but like two of them were like in uh in the Houston earlier days, and then they tried to count those two. How would you feel about that, Willis? He taking that. No, but yeah, no, he yeah, wouldn't take that. He would Is that not the same franchise? Nah, man. I think about what you did in the city, bro. About what you did in the city. Yeah, the city, the owner has those championships, but the city don't have those championships. And that's not yeah, the, the, the team name. I'm talking the about the yeah, L.A. Lakers fans. I'm the saying that with the L.A. Lakers fans, just like the Brooklyn yeah, Dodgers, the Lakers have the goddamn Dodgers. The L.A. Lakers don't. Yep. The Lakers man, have to the L.A. Lakers don't. Hate no, the L.A. Lakers, no, yeah. man, it don't work that way. It's about you the, if you're, if you're an L.A. Lakers fan, if you're an L.A. Lakers fan, you are supposed to own up to the, the 12 you won. You know? Look, man. That's it. Yeah. I know yeah, you're yeah, uh, you supposed to eat steak and eggs for breakfast. Steak and eggs for y'all didn't have hate and eggs for breakfast this morning. Boys represent OPC. Hey, yeah, I'm with, absolutely. I'm with JP on this one. Because just because my Sacramento Kings won a championship in Rochester don't mean that the franchise ain't got one. Rochester. No, I'm the telling you, man, you can't brag that about one. that. No, what I'm saying is when you when you cut what I'm saying is if you are an L- Los Angeles Lakers fan, when you say oh, we have God. this many championships, you say <laughs> that you have the, you have the twelve because you won twelve in LA. That's my point. It's like LA Dodger fans they don't claim that Brooklyn shit and vice versa. I'm that's just the truth. You can go look it up yourself. They don't do that, bro. Stop it, man. I'm Lucky just saying. And, I, and I'm saying, right you now, are so. a respected organization. You guys are the greatest <laughs> organization at allowing other teams to develop the talent that you're going to steal. Respect for that, okay? But as far as the L.A. Laker history, and you're trying to compare that to the Boston Celtics history where every single championship was won in Boston, nah, we ain't going to do that, bro. You're better than that. You, you lucky I don't have that relatively <laughs> fat and black soundboard right now because I'll be lighting your ass up. Oh, I'll yeah. be lighting you up with that bullshit. This, this here? Oh, yeah. This, this, is, this is bullshit, Ty. You something else. You done went to the furthest <laughs> fraction. Smoke God for a reason. This yeah. motherfucker did. Houston, only when they kicked Jordan out of the league championships, knock them off because you shouldn't have had this. <laughs> Why is that? Hey. That's those two chips in Houston. I remember Jordan getting wrecked by Orlando. Remember that? Remember that? Oh, man. A team would have never had a team would have never had a ring. Never had a ring. At least I don't know history now. Uh, they, they didn't know what really happened. Jordan didn't leave basketball. He got kicked out of basketball. Exactly. Hey, hey JP, you sure are right. So I went to the farthest length. <laughs> this motherfucker cut that shit to the furthest 
fraction you could, you know what I'm saying? Like, you are something else, man. Yeah. <laughs> you are something else. I'm not surprised, but you did mention the Relatively Black and Fat podcast, JP. So, any idea when we're going to have uh, one coming on over there? We got to do a football show. We're yeah, talk yeah. A little bit uh, here about probably. It. I know y'all work on Mondays and shit like that. I'll be off on Mondays. So, that's uh, nine times out of ten when I do something, but. Maybe this evening, man, if things free up and everybody's around watching some late-night football, maybe we'll get into there this evening. All right, that's a bet. That's a bet. All right, fellas, well, shit, let's wrap this one up here, and we might be back on today. And, um, you know, it was good shit today, uh, good stuff having boxing, good stuff with the sound codes, all that good shit, man. So, um, OBP, we'll be back coming up in the middle of the week. And uh, be sure to subscribe, like, all that shit. Outside of boxing podcast, folks, we out of here. Mama, I love you. P.O.P. All the Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.